This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 570, why 4.8 million watched this IELTS speaking video. You are listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection, and we're here to show you how to get the score that you need on your next IELTS exam. Find out why our strategies are the most powerful in the IELTS world and get your free video masterclass at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. Now, let's get to the show. Today we talk to Adrian from Academic English Help, and you learn about the most watched IELTS mock interview on his popular YouTube channel. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning or afternoon or evening, IELTS Energy listeners. We have a super special guest today. I would say one of the um, internet's IELTS, internet IELTS leading gurus. I tried to fit a lot into that title. Um, we have Adrian here today. Adrian, what is the name of your stuff online? What do you do? Hi, thank you for having me here, Jessica. Um, we are called Academic English Help. And uh, I myself and my team, we focus on helping students to reach their academic goals as well as goals for uh, immigration to other countries. Okay, awesome. And how long have you been doing that? I have been doing this since about 2008, so for 10 years. It's a long time. <laughs> yep, a decade. So far, so good. And you do you exclusively focus on IELTS? Because it sounds like there are a lot of other services that are involved with academic English help. Um, we focus largely on IELTS. Uh, we also okay. uh, focus on TOEFL as well. Um, so we do have uh, services and uh, lessons and instructions for that. Um, and uh, we do extend uh, help for other aspects of um, academic studies, uh, such as helping with uh, academic CVs, uh, statement of purpose compositions, oh, and even uh, have done some help with uh, admissions and so on. So. That's Quite awesome. Where, yeah. Before I forget, because sometimes I forget to get the important details out there, what is the name of your site? How do people find you online? Um, so the name of our websites are aehelp.com. It's academicenglishhelp.com and gieltshelp.com or generaliltshelp.com. Okay. And then TOEFL's our newest child. It's toefeltesthelp.com. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. All right. So the way that I found Adrian, guys, I was, um, you guys know you've been listening to the show for a while, hopefully. If not, then welcome if this is your first episode. Um, but I really like to find other IELTS professionals as passionate as we are about helping students being 
flexible to fit adults' needs and very motivated adults' needs who are trying to fit IELTS into their lives. You guys have work, you have families, and huge, huge goals in front of you. And oftentimes, IELTS is the only thing standing in your way. So I really like to find other resources to help you guys reach those goals and get past IELTS. And the way that I discovered Adrian was because of his YouTube channel. Um, your YouTube channel is pretty huge. <laughs> Yes. Uh, I started that in 2011, um, and uh, I was very passionate about uh, offering students uh, information about IELTS and different learning strategies that I think are very effective. Uh, and it's been growing since then, and uh, currently uh, our Academic English Helps channel has well over 400,000 subscribers and over Whoa. 26 million views, so That's a lot of people, yeah, we do live streams daily, so yeah, a lot of, a lot of viewers. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Definitely check that out, guys. Come back to the blog post for this episode. I will put all of Adrian's information in there. This is episode 570. So come back to the blog, IELTS.allearsenglish.com. Um, and you could get the details there if you didn't write them down quickly enough <laughs> as we're talking. Um, so, so. Adrian and I talked yesterday, trust, you know, brainstorming about how we could help you guys today. What like tangible takeaways could we bring you guys today? And Adrian mentioned that a sort of recent addition to his um, IELTS information on the YouTube channel was featuring these mock interviews. Um, why did you decide to add that? Well, that was uh, in a large part response to what students were asking from us as well. So a lot of students yeah. were curious about what happens during these IELTS speaking interviews. Um, how are they scored? Uh, what does a band six, seven, eight, nine sound like? And, and even in more detail, what does a native speaker sound like yes. if they were to take the IELTS? So that's what motivated us to uh, compose these videos. Um, guys, definitely come back to the blog post for this episode. Again, it's 570. I will link to some other episodes we have done um, where I've interviewed native speakers as well. And you really learn the strengths and sometimes weaknesses of how a native might approach this. And guys, I'm sure Adrian will echo this sentiment. It's not about talking exactly like a native speaker, right? Because IELTS is a unique animal, you guys, and the requirements for for band score seven, eight, nine are not fulfilled just with a daily natural conversational style, such as a native speaker might use if they don't know about the exam. So definitely come back to 570. Um, okay, so what would you say is the most popular video? What's the most viewed video on your YouTube channel? The most viewed video on the channel is um, an interview where I myself interview a native-speaking uh, uh, Canadian woman, and we go through parts uh, one, two, and three of the speaking section, and we score her at about an 8.5 uh, for her performance, and that video has ah. close to 5 million views, so definitely Whoa. a lot of people taking the outs have seen that video. Awesome.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, what can students learn from this? Why, why didn't she get a nine, first of all? The reason she didn't get a nine is because her answers don't uh, reflect uh, a true expert on all of the questions that are being asked. Uh, one of the common um, misconceptions of uh, students uh, in the IELTS is that IELTS is just testing their English skills. And this is something right. that we really try to emphasize for students that uh, it's not just a test of English, but it's a test of communication as well. Yeah. And that is not completely dependent on uh, language skills. By language skills, I mean uh, vocabulary, right. uh, grammar, lexical resource, and so on. Uh, one of the first hints that IELTS is not just purely an English test is that there's two versions of the test. There's an academic version and there's a general version. And that immediately should uh, indicate to students that, hey, these guys aren't just testing my English. They're looking for something more. Um, yeah, well, that's true. But the the academic and general students, they're graded exactly the same on the speaking exam, though. They are graded exactly the same on the speaking exam, but both exams are uh, studying uh, or uh, well, studying and assessing their communication skills. Uh, and by communication skills, I mean being able to present listeners with uh, the clear quantitative, not just qualitative, complete information that is being asked of them. And even as native speakers, we often don't communicate this way in our daily lives. So no. mis miscommunica <laughs> miscommunication is very frequent. That's why people get into arguments and that's why uh, sure. strange situations come about. And I think that uh, a lot of times uh, English as second language learners think that, you know, uh, they're miscommunicating because they're not using the right words or the right grammar. But uh, right. Uh, in many cases, it's still just the same miscommunication as what would happen between two native speakers. Yeah, I find that the the category that this is most applicable to would be the fluency and coherence category, of course, right? I mean, native speakers will, of course, score nines in pronunciation um, and probably grammar, most likely, even if there are some incomplete clauses that still wouldn't disqualify them for a nine because there would be enough variety and perfect sentences and lack of errors to still hit that nine for grammar. So that like those are the two kind of given categories. But guys, really where I think the speaking exam, the communication requirements that Adrian is referring to, where that really differentiates those who have studied the test itself and those who are just merely good, good, quote unquote, good at English would be the fluency and coherence category. Because I think the 
the way of communication that you are graded on so and in writing as well, right? Like so much of it depends on your ability to really support, extend, and focus your information, right? Like how do you organize your information and like prove it with examples, details, stuff like that? And again, like that's not natural. We don't just do that in daily conversation. So would you say that the fluency and coherence category was what held her back from that nine or was it vocab or what? I would absolutely agree with you that um, coherence and um, and fluency in some sense, um, I would maybe would add the word cohesion. Um, sure. So not just answering those uh, questions uh, completely and clearly, also connecting uh, the ideas between the phrases and the sentences uh, effectively. So um, yeah. Again, as, as you mentioned, Jessica, and that's very true, that uh, the IELTS um, assumes to um, measure uh, genuine uh, language. But as you said, that that's not quite the case. So uh, in the speaking uh, part of the exam, especially part two, is anything but natural. Most of us uh, don't, uh, yeah, most of us, most of us don't do two minute elevator pitches on the daily um, and uh, talk about famous inventions or uh, right. people that we consider role models. So it's not something that we're used to. And this is um, why it's so important for students to practice. This, this because even if they have good English skills, even if they have great vocabulary and they have uh, good grammar and lexical resource and so on, uh, knowing the format of the exam is extremely totally. important to um, to get a higher score. So that's what we were really aiming for by putting this video together to show students the format, to show that the band score doesn't say that a nine is a native speaker. The band score nine says that it's an expert user of English. Right. And that's yeah. regardless of whether or not somebody is a native speaker. I mean, I can say for myself that through my 20 years of uh, teaching English, I've met lots of uh, very high level, non-native English as a second language speakers oh, who sure. have ex exceptional uh, communication and English skills and uh, are far better at uh, conveying ideas and information than many, many native speakers that I've met in my life. So, so I really want to give students confidence that, uh, that it's not just about being born with a language. Yeah, no, for sure. I, you know, the, the motto of All Ears English is connection, not perfection. And that came first. That came before all of our IELTS materials, before I was even part of the, the brand. And it's, it's interesting to me how that follows through with our IELTS lessons as well, right? It's not about perfection. You know, students worry way too much about, um, like small little details that aren't necessarily connected to their score, right? Like, um, in pronunciation, for example, you can still have a trace of your native speaker accent. You could still get an eight for pronunciation. It's not about being perfect. A lot of it, like Adrian says, is knowing what the examiner wants. What happens on the exam? So definitely, guys, come back to the blog post. I'll uh, put a link to the YouTube video that Adrian's talking about here on his channel. Um, check that out. Get to know what to expect on test day. What happens? Um, and in the description for this YouTube video, do you talk about why she scored what she did? Or do you talk about that in the video itself? Yeah, in the video itself, we follow okay. up um, the... Uh the interview um, with explanations uh, about um, 
about why she gets this score. So we go into details uh, assessing the score. Um, and in regards to the pronunciation, uh, you're, you know, you're, you're bang on. Um, uh, students, I think, need to keep in mind that uh, there's roughly 600 million people that speak English as a, a native right. language in, um, I don't know, roughly 15 different countries. Uh, and there's about 2 billion people that speak English as a second language. Uh, so yeah. pronunciations, uh, Jessica and I sound very similar because we <laughs> were from <laughs> a very same part of the world. I mean, you, you're, you know, you're in uh, Portland. I'm in uh, British Columbia, which is in Canada, but uh, much, much closer than other parts of the States or Canada. Um, and, you know, and people often say, oh, you speak Canadian English or you speak American English. But I say, no, I speak, I I speak, I speak West Coast, North American, because people right. in Cali and in Oregon, Washington speak a lot like we do in British Columbia and exactly. people on the East Coast speak a little different from us. So, um, so with, <laughs> and then with, you have the all the newfies, right? Yeah. The other side of Canada, totally well, and different then, accent. <laughs> absolutely, and then we have the Central, just like of course the South states, you know, Kentucky, Texas, so on. You got right. some pretty interesting accents there. Um, so uh, pronunciation is only as important as long as the interviewer can understand what you're saying, exactly. can, can make clear the words, let's say that. Uh, exactly. The rest of it uh, is, is, is much, much more about uh, using critical thinking, uh, reflecting the grammar of the questions being asked, and making sure that, yeah. that the answers are, are clear and complete. Um, so that's, th that's what this video really tries to explore for students and the lesson that follows after. Okay. That's fantastic. Guys, definitely check out that video. It sounds like there is a lot you can learn from it. And I will link to our own resources about this, about pronunciation, about fluency and coherence, um, mock tests with native speakers. Again, this is episode 570, guys. And if you are ready to get into a system to pass IELTS this year, get done, get on to your dreams, guys. Check out the Three Keys IELTS Success System. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash K-E-Y-S. And again, I will put the websites for Adrian stuff in this blog post. So check that out. Um, Adrian, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you, Jessica, for having me. It was fun. <laughs> awesome. I'll talk to you later. Have a good day. Okay. Bye, Jessica. All right. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon.